everybody. This is Tim Davis, the host of Think Global, where the world is our home, where strangers become friends and friends become family. This is episode number one, uh, landing here in the month of March. We're glad you've joined us. And I am joined today with my colleague, Jonathan Smith. Hey, Tim, how are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. All right, uh, John, we need to tell them who's in the uh, studio here with us. Yeah, so, go, go around the horn. Introduce All right, everybody. around the horn. We have Emily, who is our production coordinator, and she's going to make sure this thing happens every month and do it professionally well. Yep. And then we have Austin, who is behind the camera. He is our creative manager here, and he's going to make sure this looks really good. And finally, but not least, Robin is in the room and she is the director of my office and she makes sure we don't do anything really foolish. She mostly looks after you and the rest of us are up to our own. Well, that's true. And I, uh, I'm grateful for all of that. <laughs> so anyway, good to have all of them here and also good to have you uh, with us today on this first podcast uh, of this series. I'm excited. What are we doing today, John? Well, we're going we're to talk about a fun series of uh, life principles that I know uh, you instill in all the people that come to our organization. And we're going to do a, this is going to be a multi-part series. So today we're just going to jump into kind of the precursor, if you will. And, uh, and then over the next probably three podcasts, we're going to unpack some of these life principles. I think that's a fun way to start uh, the Think Global podcast. And by the way, these are like, these are big deals to me because, um, it's a part of what I love to think guides my life. They're small things, and yet they um, they matter a lot, and uh, it can make a difference in our lives. Yeah, so everybody that comes um, and joins our organization um, in any position, you give kind of the same speech to them, and you always start with, uh, this same speech talks about your life principles, and we'll get into those in a minute, but you start with uh, paying attention to the little things. And why do you start there? And, and what are some of the examples that you use? Yeah. Well, you know, um, bottom line is there are, there are those out there who say, like, don't sweat the small things. Mm -hmm. But I'm a believer in the fact that you ought to sweat the small things, um, not to the point of losing sleep or uh, becoming anxious about them, but rather uh, doing the, the small things well really uh, make the big things happen. And I think sometimes we... Uh, we neglect that. We overlook that sim uh, simple principle of, of what it means to do small things well. And so that's where I begin often with our people is uh, just spending time uh, chatting about how becoming a master of the small things produces uh, amazing and great results in our life. Yeah, I agree. So uh, let's talk about quickly about the life principles that we're going to unpack over the next three episodes. We won't go too far into it right now, but to give people a flavor of what we're talking about, um, I'll, I'll just launch into the first one. You love to say... Uh, that we dignify the table. Yes. That's one of them we're going to talk about in an upcoming right. episode. What's another one? Yeah, and by the way, on dignify the table, we'll yeah. talk about it, but uh, it's, it's, it's a basic principle of sometimes we just forget how to honor people. Mm. And so that's what we'll be talking about the next time. Another one is uh, walking with intention. Um, Everybody you, loves that one. I know, walking with intention. The idea is simply this, that... Um, you know, uh, it's great to wander through the woods and, and act like we're lost, but when it comes to living life, like um, the last thing we want to do is simply coast through life um, 
wondering about like we're lost. So um, that's the big deal. Like we, we live with intention. We live uh, intentionally yep. um, because that's how we arrive at our destination. That's it's setting goals and looking forward in life. And so that's, that's the big deal there. Yeah. And then the, the third one that we'll unpack in a future episode is we, I wish we had a catchy phrase for it. We'll come up with one because we have dignify the table, walk with intention. And the third one is just honoring people's time, which right. talks about uh, being on time places. Right. And that's the big deal there is just how we honor others by uh, how we keep our time and how we keep our time well. Right. So we'll we'll figure out a catchy name for that. But all of those kind of come under that umbrella of paying attention to the details. Right. And details matter. And so uh, that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah. We're going to unpack that and we're going to relate that to what it means in our global life that we get to live and privileged to live. So. Uh, you you often talk about and use the example of the famous basketball coach John Wooden. Yes. So let's start there and where how that leads into this attention to details. All right, John Wooden. Um, you know when you bring that up uh, or his name up today, like people are lost. They have they they don't remember John Wooden right? unless they're of your generation. That's right. If they're of my generation, <laughs> they remember John Wooden. In fact, you need to know I was a little boy when John Wooden was uh, coaching basketball. He finished coaching basketball in 1975. And uh, he was a he was an amazing coach, and uh, he coached some of the greatest um, uh, basketball players in both collegiate and professional uh, basketball. And um, and he had a reputation for being a winner. He had a reputation for uh, harnessing great talent and and producing great teams. In fact, uh, I know you have some of the statistics there, but. Um, I believe he uh, there were three or four seasons in a row that uh, they were undefeated. And um, and so people wanted to play for him. He was a great coach. He was a great mentor. And he lived by the principle of uh, making sure we handle the small details of life. Right. So what we're like when we're reading about him, he, the way that he coached his players, that's what you always talk yeah. about is at the first practice, he walked his players through a very specific right. ritual. Yeah. Part of the ritual was uh, to take these 18-year-old young men who had been taught well by their mothers and um, how to tie their shoes. And he would sit them down. uh, And the coaching was this, how to put on a pair of socks Mm -hmm. and then how to tie your shoes. And his principle simply was um, socks not put on well, shoes not tied well, lead to blisters, blisters uh, lead to a messed up practice and a messed up practice leads to a a lost game and a lost game uh, could cost them the big game at the very end and so um, a part of the the deal was there's no detail too small not to pay attention to because small details matter about the big things in life yeah and you know one of his famous quotes which we'll probably talk about later is the little things make the big things happen. Right. So the little thing of just putting your sock on correctly so you don't wear a blister on the side of your foot leads to the big thing, which is a national championship. That's right. And that's what he was all about. Yeah. Teaching the small things well. Yeah. So let's break that down for uh, people who are in leaders or just in life in general. How does that relate? How do, how do we as leaders pay attention to the little things. Why should we? What are some of those little things that we're paying attention to? Yeah. Well, you know, the, um, we're all very familiar with uh, the saying that today has enough trouble of its own mm. um, and therefore trust as it relates to tomorrow. 
And often uh, our minds and our lives are all about what's happening tomorrow, the anxieties of, of tomorrow, the next week and next month. And, and really what we're asked to do is just to tackle today, like the small things of today. Um, you know, often we talk about the fact of, you know, how do you eat an elephant? Well, that seems pretty imposing. But the answer is we eat the elephant one bite at a time. And, and the idea is, again, tackling those small things that matter most. And, and both you and I, I know we've been around each other enough to know that um, just even the way we begin our days mm. matter. And, and you've shared some ideas that uh, I think are fantastic. Can we talk about them? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. So I think the little things that I do to organize my, my day or my week um, help me actually Emily, who's our producer, we were talking about this uh, earlier this week, was, is around, um, I, I sit down over the weekend, usually on a Sunday afternoon, and I think through what are the big major things I need to get done this week. I call them my, my big three. I stole that from a different person, so it's not my own idea. But what are my big three? And then from my big three, I look at what are my daily big three each day that I need to do. Monday, what are the top three things? Tuesday, what are the top three things? And those help me get the big things accomplished. So back to Wooden's quote that the, the little things lead to the big things. With well, a little thing of just thinking about my week, day by day, each morning, what do I got to get done today? What's the little thing I got to do today? Write this email, plan that meeting, mm-hmm. plan for that podcast, plan the thing. Those lead to the big things. Right. So right. That's, that's one practical way that I pay attention to a few little things. And you know, and as, you, as you're talking about that, John, um, I'm reminded that... Um, you know, you and I tie our shoes probably without thinking about it. Like that's true. I don't. I don't remember I, learning to tie shoes. Do you? No. Right. I was just laughing in my head that like I don't look up a YouTube tutorial every time I got to tie my shoes. That's a good point. <laughs> like I don't either. But and, no, I don't remember learning to tie my shoes. Right. To your point. And most of us don't call our moms asking how they tie their shoes or how we learn to tie our shoes, but it's something we do naturally without even thinking about it. And so I think uh, as you talk about those principles that uh, you're involved in every day of like, how do I chart out my day? I think it becomes a part, so much a part of our lives that um, we don't really have to even think about right. like the process of going through it. Like I, um, one of the things I do or principle I have is that um, uh, I make sure a small thing that really matters a lot is done. And that is a simple thing of emails. Mm. Like a part of what we do and we live by is an email won't sit in my inbox unresponded to uh, for more than 48 hours. Yeah. Like it's, it's the way I, I, I approach it is like someone took time out of their schedule to write me. Um, I'm going to respond and uh, dishonor would be to just ignore it or just to put it off or not do it. And so I live by a principle of um, responding to emails within 48 hours. Um, and it becomes very much a part of my life. Yeah. Uh, so much so that sometimes um, it's just, it's very natural. It's a habit that I do. Right. So responsiveness to, com- to communication is a little thing. Yes. People might say like, oh, it's just email. Or, right. you know, you hear people always uh, complaining about the volume of email or e- email can be a waste of time of this, but, but the small thing it's honoring the person, somebody right. sent you that email and they thought of you and they put you on that email and, and the least you can do in the small thing is respond to it. Right. But how does it lead to the big things of, well, I think it gets a lot done and helps people feel honored and right. Yeah. So, yeah. And I would, you know, let me even add to that, that, yeah. um, 
You know, there are people in, uh, in this organization who um, are very generous with us, mm. and, um, and they are generous with me. They invest in this company. Uh, they're, they're stakeholders in this company. And one of the, uh, the practices, just again, a simple gesture is to do a handwritten note hmm. of thanks, to, to say something to them of appreciation. And I was taught by my uh, predecessor that, you know, if there's, if there's someone who gives the organization $100, um, you know, treat them as if they gave you $1,000. Um, if they give you $10,000, treat them like they gave you $100,000. Yeah. And there's that sense of... Uh, when you take care of that small detail of saying thank you immediately uh, without it laying around for a long time, there is that thing of honoring people. Uh, and it's that expression. It's a small expression that I am really grateful for what you did. And so, uh, again, a small thing, but something that's often neglected. Yeah. And, you know, think about people who often would say, well, I can't do the details. I'm just a big picture person. I just think about the big picture. So or is it trainable? to get people to think about the details? Or how do you get people who think, oh, you know, that's the excuse, right? Oh, sorry, I, I missed that. Or sorry, I didn't respond to your email. Or sorry, I'm, I, I dropped the ball on that. I'm just a big picture person. Right. How do you address that? You know what? Um, I actually think it's all about intentionality. Mm. Um, truthfully, um, I would say, and this is my opinion, but uh, it's, it's good to be a big picture person, but a person who doesn't take care of the details in that big picture world, um, uh, I think it leads to chaos, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a there's a saying that I picked up along the way from a gentleman who used to be the um, oh the GM of the Dallas Mavericks, and uh, I was shocked because he he his world was such a high level world um, in professionalism, but uh, in in a course that I took with him, he made the comment that you. You don't get what you expect, you get what you inspect. Yes. Now, that's not to say we want to live in the weeds, and that's not to say that um, we're micromanaging, but that it is to say that um, even though I, I live at a certain level and I, um, I, I'm, I'm flying at 40,000 feet, I do need to know what's happening on the ground. Yeah. There's that sense of in, inspecting, and so that's the intentionality of it all. Yeah. Um, not to be surprised. Uh, unless it's in a good way, yeah. uh, to understand and being, be uh, informed about what's going on. Um, but, to, but to know, there's that, that sense of taking time to intentionally uh, do the things that really matter. And um, I can tell you that the big picture person who, who gets that will accomplish a lot in life. Yeah, yeah I love that answer of it is often comes back to just intentionality right. and being intentional. Okay, this is all about thinking global this is the think global podcast so can we tell a couple of global stories on on some uh how this has played out in the yes. details and we were we were chatting actually earlier today about some stories and i have one very specific in my head can i just tell this you tell the story i just had this fun story of uh you know we were traveling i, I don't know if you were with me or not you may have been there but mm -hmm. uh we were in the in jordan we were in the city of amman jordan and uh, taking some friends around and, and they're kind of partners of our organization. And so we were taking them around and then one guy said, Hey, can we pull over in this one spot? I would like to take a picture. It's kind of this scenic overlook. We were on our way back from this other place. He wanted to take a picture. So we got the driver of our van to pull over and uh, we, were, we were actually kind of in the middle of this neighborhood. It was, it was a little bizarre, but it was a beautiful uh, side of a mountain overlooked down to this valley 
in Jordan. He won. He jumped out of the van, kind of ran down to the edge. But there's some houses kind of scattered around. And we just sat in the van. We thought, go take your picture. We'll just stay in the van. We'll wait for you to get back. And uh, while we're waiting there, this, uh, I was going to call him a kid, but this, he was, he was probably 16, 17 years old, uh, Jordanian guy. He came out of his house. I guess one of these houses was his house. And he came out and he started chatting with our driver. And uh, the driver told him we were just guests. We were in town. Uh, yeah, we were just guests from America, whatever. So he leaves. The, the, the guy leaves. He goes back into his house. He comes back out, you know, 90 seconds later. And he had a tray with uh, coffee, like a coffee carafe mm-hmm. and a bunch of little, little miniature coffee mugs on it. And he went in, he opened the door to the van and he served all of us mm-hmm. um, a bit of coffee. Arabic coffee right, right there. You know, the really thick right. Arabic coffee. Right. He serves us that. And that just struck me as what a small gesture of hospitality. Right. And, uh, and that 17-year-old kid probably doesn't, if you asked him today if he could recall that story, he probably doesn't remember it. Right. It a tiny little thing, a blip on his life radar. But for me, when I think about the country of Jordan, I think about that show of hospitality. Right. And that made me fall in love with the people and fall in love with that country. Right. And and while I go when we were talking about it, um, uh, the comment was made that um, because of that, when when people would say, "Well, where's the most hospitable place mm-hmm. you've ever been?" Immediately, Jordan comes to mind right. because of a small gesture. Exactly. And, yeah, and you know that as you're talking about that, John, it reminds me of a um, a time I was visiting Oman. The same kind of deal. Mm. Uh, we had just finished a meal. We were stuffed. I had I was hosting some friends from um, from Hong Kong, and our driver, kind of the same kind same kind of deal, just wanted to be hospitable. Uh, we took a detour on our way back to the hotel, and we were on an hours long journey. Went into his village. Uh, it was an oasis, a date oasis, where mm. they grew dates that are world famous dates. And here we are, stuffed from a previous meal, and his family sits us down on their floor in their home, and they bring out a feast of beef that's been cooking in the ground for 24 hours. Oh, my gosh. And dates, and vegetables, and fruit. But And here's the deal. We ate like we were hungry because mm. of the hospitality, but never to be forgotten. Right. But for him, it was just a small gesture of saying, I want to take you into my home and I want to be kind to you. So it is those small gestures. I'm and we've so experienced jealous. that around the world. Oh my gosh. I mean, we could go on countless stories. I mean, I think uh, we, we have a very similar story from um, being in Iraq together mm-hmm. of that kind of hospitality of food and people bringing us in. But Probably nothing tops Omani dates. So. Right. No, seriously. They're expensive. <laughs> oh. There's a, quite a price on it in the market. You know, so. we were, remember we were at a school in Oman. This is a different trip, but we were at the yeah. school in Oman, and we walked into like an administrator building, and, and one of the guys that was hosting us said, I'll be right back. He runs outside. Remember yeah. this? Yeah. He cut down a bushel of dates from the date tree that was right. right outside the window, brings them back into the administrative building of the school, and then serves up dates for the whole group. Right. It Remember, was, he put them on ice. Yeah. It was 120 degrees outside, so yes. they were cooking outside. It was a very warm day. Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with uh, our topic, but no. Omani well, it's the dates. small things. If you can get your hands on Omani dates. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it is know. the small things, though. <laughs> hey, you know what? I want to I, I want to go back to that thing of gratitude and yeah. the, the simplistic act of saying thank you. Mm. I think sometimes um, we take for granted the generosity, the hospitality, 
the kindness of people. And, um, you know, something um, that uh, never, ever wears out is the fact that someone says thank you. And that can be that intentional small act, whether it be a word that we speak or an act of kindness that says, I appreciate you, I value what you did to me. Mm. Big things in life. Yeah, just a simple note, or it doesn't have to be anything extravagant, but sometimes just the most simple thing. Okay, as we wrap up, I wanna ask, there's a quote from John Wooden, because we mentioned him earlier, and um, and this quote stuck out to me as we were looking him up and kind of doing some research on his philosophy as a a leader and the way he led. He says this, Young people need models, not critics. Mm. And so I think I've heard you personally time and time again. You are a, I'll call you a diehard defender of the next generation. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're not a critic of the next generation, uh, a critic of the Gen Z or the millennials or whatever it would be that's coming behind you. So, you know, how can we better be better models for that generation, my generation and the one behind me as well? not criticize them. Right. You know, as you're asking that now, I've, I've got another thought, a new thought on that. And that is, um, you know, in reality, reality, the, the, the truth is, um, I was once there Hmm. and what I needed was not a critic. I needed a mentor or a model. And thankfully my youthfulness was not held against me, but rather my youthfulness was embraced by others. And the fact of, um, my ambitions and aspirations that, Uh, probably came with a lot of immaturity, were applauded and Mm. affirmed. Mm. Uh, They were appreciated. And so I think to be reminded that I was there and to be reminded that someone gave me a chance and someone saw something in me and believed in it. And they they became a good model for me. They mentored me um, and um, they made me believe in myself. And and the one who calls, you know, us to to live for him and to be faithful in it, um, and so I, that's to me, I, I guess, probably the, the the posture of humility that we were once there, mm-hmm. and someone took a risk uh, with us, and someone believed in us, someone gave us a second chance, and I'm a believer in that, and I also, you know, one of the big deals to me is to see the potential. Like um, truthfully, I recognize that. Um, the, the, the life that I'm living, the race that I'm running, um, I don't have as long as I used to have and others have to follow. Mm. And so I think keeping the perspective of, um, the potential they have and the fact that they are following in those footsteps and, and, and they're going to make a, they're going to make a difference in the world. And this is not about me. It's about those who follow. So I think it's just that perspective change, because let's be honest, we all get very selfish. We all very, get very self-centered. We all think it's about us. Um, and just that different kind of a look to someone who has that potential, someone who's young and uh, sometimes raw, it's okay, because wrapped up in them is is all the potential in the world. And so I guess it's just the posture of looking back saying I was once there, the yeah. posture of I don't have forever, the posture of I believe in the potential that they, they have. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I know that's a slightly off topic, but when I saw that quote, I knew you would have good yeah. stuff to say yeah. about it. Well, John Wooden, you know, he was a believer in in, in the good, in the positive, yeah. uh, in the potential of people. Um, and and he, he believed in relationships and he believed in intentionality. So uh, you're right. Uh, yeah. A lot to be modeled there. Yeah. So in the next episode, how about we talk about uh, dignifying the table? It's a small detail. 
it makes a big difference. Exactly right. That's not like a fun topic for episode two. I think we ought to start looking at table etiquette right now. It'll be fun. It'll be fun because it says a lot about how we think about other people. So also in the next episode, are you up for doing a little Q&A if we get do some question and answer? I would love some Q&A. That would be a lot of fun, John. Okay, so if, if you want to do Q&A with Tim and myself, go to letsthinkglobal.com and there's a contact button at the very top. Top right says contact. Click that and you'll see a little orange button where you can send us a voicemail recording. And so send us the voicemail of your question and we will play it on the next episode and then we'll answer it. That sounds like fun. Does that sound like a blast? Uh, Very creative. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. All right. Okay, wrap us up here. All right, everybody. We thank you for spending the last 25 minutes with us. This has been Think Global, episode number one, where the world is our home and where strangers become friends and friends become family. Until next time, all the best to you.